In just a moment, we're going to begin today's edition of Truth to Ponder. And we're going to begin the program on a topic a lot of people were not really paying attention to, but should have. And we almost had a major issue here in the United States. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. to the Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, many of the listeners to this program probably already know, but it's surprising how many Americans do not really pay attention to the news, and certain stories don't mean a whole lot to them. They don't understand how complex some things can be. Earlier today... The railroads and unions reached a deal to avert a strike. And that'll keep America's trains and the economy, according to some people, on track, but only for now. I don't think a lot of Americans really understand just how vital the railroads are. It's not passenger trains like in Europe. And some people on the left, they only think of trains in terms of light rail or commuter lines. And I don't think they ever recognize just how much freight and important goods are transported by rail. It is enormous. This strike, had it occurred, would have been devastating to the United States economy. So in order for Joe Biden, the president, to look good, they had to come up with some kind of a solution, at least for now with the election only 50 some odd days away they couldn't afford to have the damage this strike could could cause and let me give you some examples these are things i know firsthand from some of the work that i've done back years ago in emergency management gasoline today like it or not uses alcohol mixed in the fuel the ethanol and you'll see it, you know, ranging from, you know, up to 10%. In some cases, you can get E85 or E15. There's a lot of alcohol involved at the gas pumps. Well, how do you think that alcohol gets into the gas? It is not mixed overseas. It's not mixed at the refining location. It is mixed literally, well, we'll call it for lack of a better term, the last mile. When I worked in emergency management, there was a small town in South Carolina, and there were some big railroad tracks there. They had to close a couple of roads down because this is where they were going to have the ethanol blending facility. This is where the gasoline was coming in on an underground pipeline, and from there it was mixed in this small town 
with alcohol that arrived on railroad cars. That's how it was done. We had to learn how to plan for what is an alcohol fire. Well, an alcohol fire could be so hot, there is no flame. You don't see it. You could walk right into it and set yourself on fire. And so the railroad is the way they've been moving all of this, all this alcohol. And so basically for every 10 gallons of gasoline, there's a gallon When you buy gas, there's a gallon, literally, of ethanol in there. And so it is vital that that alcohol keep moving or the gas pumps will be going dry. So imagine after Joe Biden had gotten the gas prices down, and of course, how did he get the gas prices down? He pretty much took the strategic oil reserve that we paid a lot less for when we purchased it and put it all into our cars to use supply and demand to lower the price. And here we are on the verge, or we're on the verge of having a strike with the railroads at a time when the strategic reserve was empty. Basically for politics and to win an election and to keep the House of Representatives from being a total disaster and in hopes of at least keeping the Senate and maybe the House, Joe Biden risked the security of the United States all for politics and they don't care about the damage that they were inevitably going to do. And so now we have no strategic oil reserve. We're we're not producing domestically like we should. And it shows the insanity of the climate change religion. And it's like a cult religion, this climate change. But at least now, at least now, freight rail activity didn't grind to a halt. Uh, I'm sure it would have, I mean, Amtrak was already anticipating you know, the stoppage, and they were already canceling trains, but now I guess they can get back to just giving their (laughs) lousy service, expensive, expensive service. Yeah, Amtrak said it was going to cancel all long-distance trains, though the company said it was working to restore service now that they got news that their, you know, the strike was averted. But don't, but don't get too comfortable don't get too comfortable with this. You know, remember, we came super close to having the U.S. economy being severely damaged to by this strike. And what would have happened if railroad workers actually did walk off their jobs or at some point down the road do walk off their job for an extended period? Prolonged railroad strike has the potential to be far more disruptive, affecting Americans across the country and imperiling the economy at a time when it's already experiencing the twin threats of record high inflation and a Federal Reserve willing to slow growth, you know, to just lower the growth of our nation to rein in the rising cost of living. Now, the rail workers have been without a contract for a while, three years. 
as management and unions have failed to agree on a wage increase, paid sick leave, and other issues. Back on August the 16th, last month, a government panel drafted a compromise that included a 22% raise over six years and a cap on monthly health care contributions. Now, 10 of the 12 unions, the rail unions, they agreed to the deal, at least tentatively. But the Brotherhood of Locomotive Engineers and Trainsmen and the International Association of Sheet Metal, Air, Rail, and Transportation Workers refused. And the key sticking point was the lack of sick leave and policies that, that punish workers for taking unscheduled time off for a personal emergency. And it got ramped up a little bit because, you know, some, there's a lot more to it as we get into it. And we'll, we'll talk about it. I'm gonna, we're going to watch this process. Now, the last time, the last time we had something like this was back in 1992, 30 years ago. And that strike only lasted 24 hours. And Congress intervened and kept those disruptions to a minimum. Now, today, with all the nonsense in Washington, it's doubtful that lawmakers could have been able to do anything or agree on any kind of measure to resolve a strike in today's political climate. Regardless, regardless, you're going to, it would have cost the economy. Are you ready for this? It would have cost the economy $2 billion a day. $2 billion a day in losses of business. And it's not just what they are talking about in terms of the materials. You be If you can't get something from, you know, farm, a lot of farming is moved by train. Fertilizer is moved by train. And many of these railroads that, by the way, have not been well maintained, had cut back on a lot of fertilizer movement during this growing season, which is one of the reasons that food costs are what they are. See, there's a war on farming. There's a war on fertilizer. There's a war on everything. There's a war on the automobile. There's a war on fossil fuels. There is no such thing as fossil fuel. Let me just make that clear. I don't, I don't know how many times I've, I've got to say this, and people always use the term fossil fuel. We have been brainwashed into believing that all of our our gasoline came from Dino the dinosaur from you know the Flintstones. It didn't. The idea that these fossil fuels came from dinosaurs go back to the 1700s and Russian scientists that theorized because oil was found close to the ground that it must be from ancient times and and the prehistoric times of dinosaurs. Well, by the 1950s, the Russians were already doubting their own hypothesis, but here in the United States, between the peak oil theory, then in the 1970s, we have to do something about pollution. Fossil fuel became back in, you know, in, in, in vogue again. I, I like what somebody said. We need more fossil fuel and less fossil fools like Joe Biden. 
these old fossils that hang around D.C. for a half century are one of the banes of this nation. Lifetime politicians, lifetime government workers, government unions, all pushing for an agenda. Now, see, when it came to the trains, and this is why you need to understand when all these millions upon millions of carloads of all kind of raw goods are moved. You know, if you had every rail car that that ran in the United States last year, back to back, just every rail car that got pulled, it would be 187,800 miles long it would circle the earth seven times. Now, you got to remember, when, when goods come in from even, yet yeah, China, what do they do? They come out and they end up, many much of that stuff ends up on a rail car before it ends up being pulled by a truck. Chemicals, chemicals are moved by rail. It is considered theoretically safer, and it probably is. I can remember back when I worked in emergency management that there had been a train wreck in South Carolina in a small town. People died, you know, from the the chlorine gas that, that hit that small town when there was a derailment. Understand that even though California would like you to believe that we're not using coal, we still are. At least 20% of all electricity in the entire United States is generated by coal and that coal is transported by train, not by truck. And while the utilities may maintain about a month stockpile, the mines could not operate more than a few days before their limited storage capacity would force them to shut down. Then coal is not moving. And it would take a lot, there'd be, there'd be power shortages, just like California, but all over the United States. We came increase, we came devastatingly too close to what could have destroyed this bad economy before an election. Now, the only good thing that might have happened had that occurred, is maybe some more people's eyes would be, would have been open. Automobile manufacturing, it would have been damaged because 75% of all automobiles get transported to their main location or their regional location by rail. They don't rely strictly on trucks. That's only for the, you know, the last part of the destination. We've seen food prices go up dramatically from a year ago, and it's not just 13%. Look at some things that are a lot higher than that. It's just the the average is 13% in less than a year. Imagine if all this produce, all this farming, and the materials that we need for our, our food chain, what if that had been disrupted for, I don't know, a week, two weeks, a month? cost of food would have been astronomical. And so we averted the strike for now. We averted it for now. And we'll know in time, 
how long this deal will last. You know, freight cars move goods that Americans need. Whether it's from overseas stuff coming into our ports or things that we make here in the United States. Let me give you another little, a couple little examples. Then I'm going to move on. When I lived in Georgia, there was a main train line that came through. Used to be part of what was called the Southern Railroad in the day. And there were some spur lines owned by these private companies. And there was one that was kind of a cute little system. It was called the Hartwell Railroad, named after the little town of Hartwell, Georgia. And this little company had a train track that ran basically down to Elberton, Georgia, kind of on the Georgia side of the Savannah River. And, you know, they were based out of Hartwell, Georgia. And this little railroad, oh, I know way back in the day, did carry some passengers, but primarily all the industries that were located in that part of northeast Georgia, from Elberton to Tacoa, there were little sidetracks that went into large factories and plants, whether it be textile or anything else. And every day, these little trains would come up the railroad track and they drop off cars and pick up cars, drop off cars and pick up cars. And eventually they would get to Tacoa, Georgia, where just south of town is where all the the cargo that is either coming or leaving the area would then be picked up by the major railroads. There are little lines like that in South Carolina. The Pickens Railroad, same thing. These rail lines would bring literally boxcars or any kind of car that was needed directly to the manufacturing plant to get it on its way to where it needs to go. I don't think a lot of people recognize how vital railroads are. And like I say, in Northeast Georgia and the Western Carolinas, all these little tracks and trains, you don't think much of them. They're not a big deal, but it's part of a larger system that moved goods and services. Living up here in Virginia, there are a tremendous number of train lines going north and south. And when these cargo trains come through little towns like Chilhowie, you'll be waiting for a while to get across the road. These freight trains are miles long. And I want you to imagine if that strike had occurred, it would have been very devastating to to the economy. Now, we're fortunate that the Biden administration, probably because of the fear of the upcoming election, made some concessions we probably really will regret down the road. But given the alternative, we can always hope that this deal will hold up. It's a tentative agreement, and only time will tell if it will prevail. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to foot him uh, foot. What's going on? I say, what's going on here? Well, I don't stand there with your beak open. Say something. Explain yourself. Your tongue's flapping, but no noise is coming out of your big mouth. 
And it's true. There is a lot of noise that comes out of the mouth of Joe Biden. A lot of it never makes any sense. And even some of the things that sound like it's making sense don't make any sense. There was a big deal. And I'm, I know a lot of you have followed this. And, and it needs to be understood. The phony Inflation Reduction Act that was passed by the House and the Senate and signed into law by Joe Biden. And while it all sounds good, it is very typical, as I mentioned the other day. We name all kinds of bills in Washington that have nothing to do with the bill. The Inflation Reduction Act had nothing to do with inflation reduction. If anything, it was going to make inflation worse, and it will. There's no doubt about it. People have looked at it, and they go, you can't spend this kind of money without devaluing the money that's already out there even faster. And then throw in some, you know, pay off some student loans. It gets worse. And this miserable bill that will be destructive to the economy when it gets into full force was only made possible because of Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia. Joe Manchin of West Virginia, the supposed voice of reason of the Democrat Party, you know, he's a, you know, he lives in that wonderful state of common sense. I wish that West Virginia had recall to get rid of him out of the Senate for what he did. Not only to the United States, but to the people in the state of West Virginia. I don't think anybody, you know, the news media, the general news media like NBC, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, yada, yada, yada. And even when you go overseas into Australia or the United Kingdom or Canada to our north, it's still biased news for, for the most part. It's not trustworthy. It's all for an agenda. Well, I can remember a while back when Chuck Schumer took Joe aside and said, Joe, we got to talk and we got to get you to, you know, to really sign off on this on this bill, you know, to, for the Inflation Reduction Act. And I, I know you don't want to, but, you know, there, there, there's that natural gas pipeline you've been wanting so desperately in West Virginia that would be great for your economy great for your people, but the environmentalists and, you know, most of the members of my party are against it. But I'll tell you what, that pipeline is kind of small potatoes in the grand scheme of fixing the climate, you know, with the climate change agenda, which is really what the IRA, which is the Inflation Reduction Act, really is. It is the Climate Destruction Act. Act, or I should say the Industry Destruction Act in the name of climate. The Household Income Destruction Act in the name of climate. The inability of travel and freedom, all in the name of climate. And Joe Manchin, who's got tons of money, lives on a yacht in the Potomac called Almost Heaven, West Virginia. That's the name of his yacht. He fell sucker to it. I mean, he he literally, he literally, okay, hey, I can sell that to my people. And especially 
you know, when he comes up for re-election and that pipeline is, you know, humming along and he can say, look, in spite of all the climate change weird and weirdos in D.C., I got this done for my state. The Democrats never planned on letting him have his natural gas pipeline. If you, I said it when he did it. I said, you watch. The Democrats are going to... How many people remember watching Peanuts, Charlie Brown and Lucy, and Lucy holding the football, saying, come on, Charlie, run down there and kick the football. And he'd run down there. At the last second, she pulled the football away. And Charlie Brown would kick nothing and fall on his back. And he never learned. Well, that is the story of Joe Manchin. He never learns. He really believed he was going to get this. If he did, he's a fool. And unfortunately, if you live in West Virginia, he is your fool. Steny Hoyer. Senate, I mean, House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer says there's no agreement to tie energy permitting reforms uh, to a must-pass government funding bill. In other words, Joe Manchin, Joe Biden and company, Chucky Boy Schumer, they all lied to you. They needed your vote and they promised you the world if you would just capitulate and give in so we could have our 50 votes and then, you know, we get Kamala Harris over here. We don't even need to get, and you know, we, we can get Kamala and we'll, we'll be good. We can, we can throw it, we can get this across the finish line. And that's what they did. And that's what they did. 80 Democrats have signed a letter threatening to vote down a stopgap funding bill to keep the government open if it includes the measure by Mr. Manchin from West Virginia that would streamline energy projects for his state. Among them, the Mountain Valley Natural Gas Pipeline. And the Democrats that are opposing this made it very clear that these permitting reforms aimed at speeding up the both renewable and fossil fuel projects will undermine climate change efforts. That's right. Climate change. And remember, the entire bill, let's get on with it, let's understand this. The phony Inflation Reduction Act, which they celebrated the other day, and you talk about some badly timed optics. They had a big party out there at the White House on the lawn, no less, to celebrate the Inflation Reduction Act. I'm surprised they weren't singing a chorus of happy days are, are here again. Like they did in the 1930s. Like, yeah, we're going to end the Depression in 32. It didn't happen until we got into the Second World War in 42. A whole decade. It was a whole decade of issues and problems. And they had, they, they got uh, James Taylor out of retirement. I can remember in my early disc jockey days playing a few of his songs on the radio. Fire and Rain was one, and, and then he's singing You Got a Friend. And as somebody pointed out, that song You Got a Friend is kind of a depressing song about suicide. And there's, you know, James Brown, 
wearing a hat because all that wonderful hair he had back in the 70s, you know, it turned loose. Didn't turn gray, just turned loose. And he's sitting out there playing the guitar and singing, You've Got a Friend. And the whole time they're having their party out there on the White House lawn celebrating the Inflation Reduction Act and how it's going to fix the economy. The stock market tanks 1,300 points. Yeah, people on Wall Street are not buying this bill as being an Inflation Reduction Act. If anything... It's an inflation creation act because the more money they spend, it's funny, they haven't learned this lesson yet in Washington, D.C., and too many people that go to public schools will never learn basic economics. When government spends money, it's not tax money. They have to borrow it. And they put new money into circulation, meaning the money that's in your wallet becomes worth less to pay for all this spending. It's kind of a hidden tax on the poor. I always call the lottery the stupid people tax. All these people thinking they're going to, that's their retirement program. They're going to win the lottery. And a lot of people that don't pay any taxes end up giving the government lots of money every week buying lottery tickets. I knew a guy, sadly, in Georgia. He'd been a plumber and worked for a company for many, many years. And he had the dream, the dream of owning his own plumbing company. And he would play the lottery about every week or so. And one time he stopped by the convenience store where he gets gas and snacks and all that stuff. And he he bought a lottery ticket and he he won a quarter million dollars. Quarter million dollars. Well, what did he do? First thing he did was he quit his job, bought himself a nice new van for, you know, being a plumber, incorporated and and started his own company called Complete Plumbing. I'm not going to say what's nowhere, but that's what's the name of his company. His nickname became Incomplete Plumbing because he was still addicted to playing the lottery. And you'd expect him to show up to do some work on your home. And he was always late. Always had to be somewhere else. And you could always find him at that same convenience store playing tickets, playing lottery tickets, scratch-offs, trying to win another quarter million. And Lord only knows how much of the quarter million dollars is gone, probably all of it, and how he struggles hand-to-mouth now because of that. We have some other stories to share on the other side of the break coming up. And I know I'm running a little over. I didn't expect to talk so much about the railroad, but I needed to. Because people need to understand how close we came. I'm not giving the Biden administration any real credit on this. They were willing to do whatever it took to get rid of this bad optic after losing on the stock market. And so only time will tell how much this is going to cost us. And it will only know after the election. You know, you, trust me, we will never know just how expensive this settlement was with the railroads until after we get past the election. Trust me on that one. We are thankful for each and every one of you that listen to the program. And 
I'm also extremely thankful, extremely thankful for those of you that support us each month to keep us on shortwave radio. There's going to be a little bit of changes coming up. It could be as early as this weekend. It's not something that I've initiated, but something that has happened with one of the radio stations that we're on. And it may change things immensely, and we'll know by by the weekend. One of the one of the radio stations were on KVOH out in Simi Valley, California. They're the energy mess of California, which is directly caused by the bankrupt, intellectually bankrupt policies run by the by the state legislature and the governor, you know, Gavin Newsom. Only place I know they demand you drive an electric car, but you can't charge it because we don't have enough electricity. Turn up that thermostat. Don't run that air conditioner. Forget running the dryer. Don't use the dishwasher. Don't don't use lights. Don't do anything. We have no power. But somehow we're going to power every car in California by 2035. That's a pipe dream. It's never going to happen. What's going to happen is your ability to travel is going to be curtailed immensely, and that is the real goal. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. But I want to thank all of you that, that support the program. Now, see, KVOH, well, their power bill is more than doubled under Newsom. And on a transmitter of that power, it could be unsustainable. They're, they're going to probably have to cut their hours back because there's no way to pay these massive power bills for that for that transmitter. And so that may impact us here on this radio program. So I'm looking at other avenues to to put the program on on shortwave. I know that's where most of the audience is. And so I'd like to get just a little bit ahead. And if we could, we could expand and open up a few new places that are believe it or not, coming open at something that is a very reasonable rate. So keep that as a matter of prayer. If you can help us, we have a new mailing address. And don't worry, if you're still using the old one, all that mail will continue to get to me until almost the end of October. So if you mailed anything to the Florida address, it will catch up to me, though about a week late. We have a new address. And that address... You just make your check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address is P.O. Box 510. That's 510. P.O. Box 510. The city is Chilhowee. Chilhowee, Virginia. Chilhowee is spelled C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. Chilhowee, Virginia. P.O. Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. That zip code again, 24319. And any help you can give us as we continue through this, this month of September is greatly appreciated. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Bierman. The Frankenstein Kingdom, coming up. Shalom Aleichem, this is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen ready, as fast as you can, so you don't miss out. I'm receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. 
In the book of Daniel, it speaks of world history, the end of the age. It talks about four creatures, world civilizations, and the one is the last. It's the end time civilization. It's the strangest. In Hebrew, it says it was diverse from all the rest. But the Hebrew word, which is shana, means diverse. It means changed. It means altered, different, altered, or it could be taken as unnatural. The other creatures are made up of animal parts or animals. The fourth one is not. It is of iron and nails and bronze in, in its in its being. And this is a profound revelation of end time culture. It will be a Shana culture, an altered culture or an unnatural culture, the kingdom of the unnatural, man remaking nature, man as creator, a Frankenstein kingdom, altered, unnatural in morality, unnatural in sexuality, in gender, warring against everything that is natural, against family, manhood, womanhood, childhood, fatherhood, motherhood. We're living in an unnatural day and age, an unnatural kingdom. So there are two things we need to do. We need to be strong to avoid what is unnatural and exposing ourselves to what is unclean. At the same time, we must also be an example of what is natural, what's pure, godly manhood, godly womanhood, godly fatherhood, motherhood, godly and pure relationships in all things. Let's become pure and whole and to be models for the civilization. When an age when man claims to be God, an age of Frankenstein civilization, let our lives testify of our God, our Lord, the Creator, and the one whom we must glorify in everything we do. Want more? Ask for The Iron Creature on CD. Now, feel like your walk could use a spiritual boost, and God, we got the answer. A free subscription of Sapphires. Use it directed. It'll revolutionize your walk for victory. And the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD, all free, yours free as a gift. How do you get it? Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now, 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to minister with me in two of the most exciting ministries, to beam the word of life around the earth by shortwave radio to every tribe and tongue and to Israel, the Jewish people who gave it to you. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1, and you can touch the world through shortwave radio. It's amazing. 1-800-YESHUA-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's my address. Just write to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Be strong. Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Melech Hamachim, the King of Kings. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. As we went to the break, we were talking about this radio program as a radio program on shortwave and even some domestic radio stations. But there are a lot of you that listen to the program as a podcast. Now, I apologize. The program was a little bit late today. We had some things going on at our home, and I couldn't get the program assembled in time for the normal release. But we're here, and I'm glad we're getting the program done. There was a little bit of a doubt this morning because of a technical issue, all taken care of now. I've been looking, and I've been trying to find out where are people listening to this program as a podcast. Oh, yeah, the United States, to be certain. Canada, growing every week. United Kingdom, I see it growing as well. 
Australia, New Zealand, there is a growing audience. I mean, a growing audience in those locations. And a number of other countries across Europe. We're thankful for everybody that does listen. And, and it is my hope and my prayer to, to make this program interesting and informing. I had a nice note. I don't really have a whole lot of time to read it, but from good listeners in Australia. And they're in the Queensland area. And they were mentioning the program that was done yesterday by Jim Calhoun and the great train wreck was very informative. And he pointed out that, and he and his wife pointed out that the stats presented by Jim Calhoun were very sobering and disturbing. Now, climate change, and they, he mentions this, is it a hoax? Is it real? Is it manufactured? It's a little bit of all, all of it. You know, I, I can't speak with certainty what people are doing that could impact the weather. I know there are a lot of theories out there, maybe heart, maybe this, maybe something else, chemtrails. I, I, I try to keep up with it. I, I'm very cautious about what I jump onto. But let me just say this. When you have people like Bill Gates, and this is, I'm not being funny about this. This, this is real stuff that comes out of this billionaire's mouth and many others. They are convinced that the world is going to turn into a balling ball of fire. Climate change, global warming. That's what it was called for ages. Global warming. Global warming, man. It's going to be terrible. We're all going to burn up. New York City will be underwater. My home in Florida should be underwater right now based on predictions from just 25 years ago. And I don't even live that close to the coast. But I should have had water backing up from the St. Lucie River, which is not that far from my home. It should have been coming up in the canals and what have you and isolating us. Hasn't happened. And I've said this before, all of these predictions that children in school are have beat into their minds that we're killing the planet and it's your parents and their cars and they're this and they're that and we have to save the planet stop using fossil fuels we need clean green energy renewable we're going to destroy the landscape with windmills and solar panels that are not as efficient as their coal and nuclear-fired counterparts. We'll get into that some other day. There's a lot going on, and climate change is, it has nothing to do with the planet. Now, I know there are those that they have persuaded and they have indoctrinated to believe that the Earth is in a lurch, and if we don't do something, it's going to just go poof and catch fire. Or the greenhouse gases are going to make it impossible and you know the CO2 is going to climb to outrageous numbers. And you know, there, there's science out there that says it's happened before on this earth. But climate now is the new controlling agenda. It really is. Because in the name of climate, we're going to be able to do a lot of things. Or I should say, the elites in government are going to do a lot of things. They will never do without. It's kind of like here in the United States. You know, the elites, 
They love to go to Martha's Vineyard. They want to be a sanctuary city. So, you know, the governor of Texas and the other governors, you know, uh, have fine. We'll send the people that cross the border illegally to Martha's Vineyard. Well, now they're, they're, they're saying that's racist. That's this. That's evil. You can't look. You you called your city of Chicago. You called D.C. You called all of this a sanctuary city. It's a bunch of malarkey, to quote Joe Biden. You never believed it. It was just a soundbite and you got away with it till someone called you out for your lie. You don't believe that you're a sanctuary city at all. Martha's Vineyard, where the millionaires play and go golf and hang around with Obama. Now they have, you're turning us into a border state. Yeah, we are. Because you said you were a sanctuary city, so help us out here. And then they lie. Look, let me explain something. And I, I, I get people saying, so you're, you call yourself, you know, a, a nice person and a Christian and you don't care about the, the, the illegal immigrant. What about Jesus when they had to go to Egypt? Wasn't he a, an illegal immigrant? And the answer is no. At the time, Egypt was part of the Roman Empire. Just like Bethlehem. And going to Egypt was just like going from the state of North Carolina to the state of South Carolina. So, no, that's that's not even a good analogy. We're told in the scripture to obey our ruler, you know, to obey our the laws of our rulers. You know, that they're they are there by God, even though some don't understand that and they they do things. The only thing you gotta worry about is when Man's law goes into contradiction with God's. We'll discuss that maybe tomorrow. But we're seeing climate being used now, like a religion. And that's why we have to get rid of the gasoline lawnmower in California and eventually everywhere. You know, I, I, did, I hadn't had to buy a lawnmower in a long time until we got to Virginia. And we, because there's a little bit of dirt around the house, we had to get a small and a large. And I'm looking at these electric lawnmowers. Now, they're not cheap. And I have to wonder, how long will the batteries last before you have to replace them? And the batteries aren't cheap. And I figure, how little gas do you put into these things to do a little bit of mowing? And so, but see, because those gasoline lawnmowers are going to set the earth on fire. And, and please, Governor Newsom, explain this to me in your state of California, in your state of delusion. If China doesn't follow through with any of this stuff and they just keep polluting more and more and run more and more industry, burn more and more coal, not the clean stuff, it gets into the atmosphere, India the same way. It's going to impact the atmosphere across the entire globe. And so here in the United States and in Europe and all over the Western world, we keep cutting back and, well, the Chinese just keep putting out even more than we've stopped doing. So we're really not doing anything except controlling people. We said on this radio program, we said it loudly way back in 2020, that everything you saw in the pandemic, stay home. Be locked down. Wear a face diaper. 
was to make you compliant and under control. They used the fear of a virus to do it. And people complied. Some people didn't, but many people with their eyes wide open in fear, they did. Believing that they were going to die of a virus if they didn't obey. And then in 2021, they rolled up their sleeve to take the experiment. And I, I keep getting stories of people with regrets. Talk about that maybe next week. It's about control. If California can't provide enough electricity for their current need, how do they expect to build in just a handful of years with all the permitting processes enough power capacity to charge all these electric cars? They can't do it. So the amount of travel you can do will be limited. Well, just use public transportation then. You know, get rid of that car. You don't need that car. We'll take care of all your needs. Don't trust them. I don't trust them at all. We're having a climate emergency today. We need you to stay home from work. We need you to stay indoors. We don't need... It goes on and on and on. Farming, we, we, we got to get rid of all these fertilizers. We got to get rid of all the cows, make you eat bugs. The elites have a plan. And it includes getting rid of a lot of us. And then making the rest compliant. This whole transgender narrative... All of these issues, all of these issues that are swirling, like I mentioned earlier this week, they're designed to beat you down. They're also designed to anger you. This is calculated. Let me say it again. I don't care if you live in Australia, in Canada, wherever you live. Everything that people like Justin Trudeau do in locking down Canada in taking away your rights, in putting fear into you. The FBI here in the United States stopping the pillow guy. And they want his phone. For what? It's only an operation by the Gestapo of Biden to put fear into people. We can raid your home. And it's getting in some places. I saw a story. I'm going to share this really fast. This is going to be a quick one. There is an elderly couple. They live in California. And when I say elderly, the one is like, uh, the, the husband is 75, the wife is 67. They own two little homes in California. Officers came to one of the couple's homes, and they used a battering ram to, to bust in. And why? what was their reason? Did they have a warrant? No, they didn't. It's because they were not using a whole lot of electricity. They must be stealing electricity to grow marijuana. That's what, the, that's what they claimed. They didn't find them at the first house, so they busted into the second house. They were uniformed. They were armed. They had their helmets on. This retired woman was put into fear of her life. She believed, well... They believe she was involved in growing marijuana and demanded to come inside. And her name is 
she is not from around these parts, let's say. She believes she was being directly accused of a crime by a group of uniformed deputies. She thought they might even be military by the way they were dressed. They came in demanding, busting down doors, rummaging through the house. All because they, their power bill is not as high as their neighbor's. This couple, this couple thankfully won an out-of-court lawsuit they filed this year. This all happened this year. They got $136,000 in a settlement because it was an illegal search. They had no warrant. They had no probable cause. They had nothing. Yet they busted down a house with an old couple in it. And when it was all studied, they had... (laughs) They were just a retired couple with no criminal record and no criminal activity. The problem is in the United States today and in Canada today and in Australia today, all over, we are militarizing our police against our citizens. The FBI now, as far as I'm concerned, is the new Gestapo. At least those at the top. If it was up to me, If I was made king for a day, I would fire everybody at the top floor of the FBI. I would banish people like Merrick Garland from ever serving in government or the legal system for as long as they live. Because they are evil individuals at heart and they have done more to cause damage to this country. And we're we're told it's okay. It's, It's all about insurrection. No, this is the insurrection the destruction of our Constitution in this country, the destruction of all the charters in Canada that are to protect your rights. And they anger you by calling parents that that say, you know, I don't want my preschooler learning about transgenderism or sexuality or pedophilia from the public schools. Oh, if you say something like that, you are a MAGA terrorist. You need to be on a watch list. You're a domestic terrorist. Funny. You could burn down billions of dollars in property. People died. People were severely injured in the George Floyd riots. And the current president and his vice president thought it was a wonderful thing. They thought it was great. Federal property destroyed. Nobody's been arrested. But challenge the election. Challenge, and I'm going to say it challenge the stolen election of 2020, they'll come after you with the FBI. Eventually, various police agencies in certain states, in certain cities, will comply and call you a domestic terrorist. That's the world in which we're moving to. That's the world. A little bit of good news before we end the program today. Disney, they've, they've, they keep doing, they, they keep shooting themselves in the foot. I can remember the classic movie they had years and years ago. Kids loved it, called The Little Mermaid. Well, they're rehashing the movie. And they're pushing all of this progressive agenda. And nobody's buying it. Nobody wants it. They've they've destroyed what that wonderful little movie that kids just thought was great. 
Now Disney. I'm not going to see it. I wouldn't recommend you see it. Instead of posting honest criticisms, you see on the in the comments, YouTube is even preventing you from criticizing the movie because, hey, this is this is like Hitler's Germany. You, you have to keep the narrative. So I'm I'm telling you, Disney is going to destroy their own reputation. You know, in the reboot, well, I'm not going to get into it today. They 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 do every politically correct thing under the sun, from racial equality to transgenderism to homosexual rights. All of this is now permeating all of Disney's product. And you want to know something that I find interesting? It's cost them a lot of money and a lot of people not going to Disney World in Florida. And yet they keep doing it. Because see, when you believe the lie and you, are, you have fallen into delusion, when you are addicted to your sin, truth and common sense are gone. And that's the battle that you and I fight each and every day. Well, today's program, like I say, it's not everything I wanted to get into. And I have a few stories that I'll have to bring you tomorrow. But Friday is also a program of hope and what we can do. It's easy to point out all the problems in the world. What are we going to do about them? What are we going to do about them? What are you going to do about them? What action are you going to take? Today, the church, many churches have gone apostate. They've rejected the gospel and they have damned themselves in their beautiful buildings with their stained glass windows. Others have turned church into something about me, not about our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. It's all about me. And the church, even the true church, has been made afraid by all of the strangeness in this world. We have to stand up. We have to be counted. We will talk about that tomorrow. We need your help to stay on radio. Would you do it? Would you help us in some way? If you could make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And our new mailing address, the old one still works all the way to the end of October, but the new mailing address, 510, P.O. Box 510, in the city of Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, 510, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia, The zip code is 24319. Once again, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. We will be back tomorrow with another edition of Truth to Ponder. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.